Hey friends, welcome to The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. I'm your host, Andrea Fortenberry. This is a podcast about finding freedom from perfectionism to show up for the life God has for you. Mom life is messy, unpredictable, and just plain hard sometimes, but it's also amazing. I believe God uses it all to grow us into the women He wants us to be. We can't do motherhood on our own. We need God's help. We need wisdom from other moms. We need the encouragement of community. I hope you'll find all of that and more as you listen in. Welcome to episode 21 of The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. Today I'm talking with my friend who is also my boss at Mops International, Sherry Crandall. Sherry is the Vice President of Global Ministries and Leadership Experience for MOPS. She is also a blogger and speaker for women's events where she shares her passion for encouraging women to live life to the fullest. She loves to garden, read historical fiction, play tennis, and most of all, hang out with family and friends in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Sherry has been married for 34 years and has four young adult children. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, it's so good to be with you today. Thanks. I'm excited for our conversation today. What I wanted to talk about was in response to something that you said in one of our team meetings for MOPS a few weeks ago that I jotted down in my notebook and I thought, I want to talk to Sherry about this. I think it would be a great conversation. So what you said that I wrote down was, even when we're doing the ordinary God is doing the extraordinary. And I just wanted you to share maybe how you've seen that play out in your own life and your own motherhood journey. How have you seen God use that, that very statement? Well, I've had the privilege of being able to talk to women now around the world in the role that I do. And I started sharing this story because I felt like people, especially nowadays with all of social media and everything, they, they want to be extraordinary themselves. Mm-hmm. And so everything has to be over the top and amazing. And if it's not, they, they're just feeling like they're failing. And we adopted our daughter, Lexi. She's our youngest. She's our baby. She just turned <laughs> 19. And we uh, traveled to China uh, to get her when she was 10 months old. So when we started the process, I started keeping like a little calendar on the wall. And we would check the days off with the other kids, with the boys. And, you know, we had no idea how long it would take, but we just started checking the days off, like another day closer Mm -hmm. to getting Lexi. And um, I was convinced, and I don't know why I was convinced of this, but I was convinced that the day that she would be born, we would find out her birth date, Mm -hmm. that we would be doing something across the world that was like extraordinary. And so like Mm -hmm. she was born and we were, I don't know, climbing a mountain or doing something like amazing. Right. And so I kept this little journal of what we were doing. And when we found out the day she was born, I'd look at my journal real quick. And it was just basically, I think I said another normal day, like Mm -hmm. laundry, changing diapers, cooking dinner, getting the boys off to, you know, football, baseball, all the practices. Mm -hmm. And it just felt very much like read stories, take a bath, go to bed kind of a day. And at first I was so disappointed, like what in the world? I thought this was going to be amazing. And then it dawned on me that that was even more beautiful, that when I was doing something 
that I would consider just very ordinary in the life of my stay-at-home mothering journey, Mm -hmm. that God did something extraordinary, that this child was born, um, and it's very sad, she was then abandoned Mm -hmm. and taken to an orphanage, but he already ordained that I get to be her mom. And it's hard to even like talk about it without getting teary-eyed because I just think one of my most extraordinary gifts was given to me on a day that I was just doing something very ordinary. So I love to think of that because God is always doing the extraordinary and we're just asked to show up in the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love to share that story because I think, I hope that someone listening today will just be like, okay, like I leave it up to God to do extraordinary things mm-hmm. and I'll be faithful in the ordinary. I love that. And it's just so encouraging, I think right now, because of the times we're living in that some days feel just maybe hopeless or just that does this day matter? And then especially being moms of, you know, like you're saying, just the mundane, the repetitiveness of our days. It's like, kind of what's the point of some of it sometimes, but it's so encouraging to hear other people talk about amazing, extraordinary things that God is doing, because it's just such a good reminder to us that he is still at work. And he often is also in our ordinary every day, as we're going throughout the day, doing these things for our kids, we learn lessons, we are growing, we're maturing, we just may not see those as extraordinary things, but they are. Yeah, I, I was thinking the other day, I always like to celebrate things with my kids. So, you know, I like to make pink smoothies on Valentine's Day and, mm-hmm. you know, do strawberry pancakes or whatever. And um, not to make it like over the top, but always like a little Valentine napkin or just do small things to, to do that. And one of my kids texted me on Valentine's Day and just said, happy Valentine's Day to the to my OG Valentine. Oh, and the fact that they just remembered those little things that we just sometimes are just trying to do and it doesn't have to be over the top, but they do feel loved by those things and they're ordinary things. It's nothing Mm -hmm. that was, you know, we didn't buy them something crazy or do this extraordinary trip. We just, you just love on them. And I think moms need to hear that, that those things that you do every day, the changing of the diapers, the five glasses of water, whatever it is, you know, like, <laughs> you know, cook the mac and cheese again, or whatever their little favorite thing is. Um, it counts. And the ordinary really ends up being the way that we eventually show this extraordinary love to our children is in the mundane. That doesn't just happen mm-hmm. in a big moment. They remember the overall picture, mm-hmm. which is made up of lots and lots of very ordinary days. Right. And like you said earlier, just with social media and this comparison, and we look at other moms and say like, oh, they did this Pinterest, you know, perfect Valentine's party and all these different things. And so we think, oh, does my, you know, ordinary cute napkin or the cute little Valentine card, I mean, like, is that enough? Or it's, we think it's not because of all these things that other people are doing, but the beauty of God making us the mother of the kids that we have is we, he chose us to be, to be the mom of our kids and we get to do it in our own unique way. And we don't need to compare to how somebody else is doing their day-to-day or their special celebrations or any of that. Well, the key word you just said was comparison. And it really 
you know, it is such a thief of our joy, this mm-hmm. comparison thing that we do with each other. And I, it's not just women. I mean, a lot of times I think women do that, but I, I see, like, I see my young adult men, or I see, you know, our husbands with their jobs or where they are within the company or whatever. Unfortunately, it's kind of part of our human makeup, right? Where mm-hmm. we say, oh, but gosh, look at how she looks like her body's so great. She's so pretty. She knows how to do this. Or, you know, in our world, she's the best speaker. She writes these beautiful things, you know, all this stuff, or she's the most amazing leader and I'm not. And it, it just makes me sad sometimes. Cause I think we, we sort of shortchange what we can offer to the world when we don't think we're enough because mm-hmm. we really are enough. I'm like, God created you perfectly, wonderfully. He made you. I don't have the gifts that you have. And that's the facts. And that's okay. Because guess what? We're on the same team. Right. So we get to pool our gifts together. And I think that the collaboration instead of comparison, that's what I'm trying to teach our, our young leaders and our moms at MOPS. It's the collaboration of community that will get you through, not the comparison of someone else to yourself. So good. So good. And I think we, like you're saying, we shortchange ourselves in so many ways when we do that. And we also maybe look at someone who's farther ahead and compare our spot where we are, which is further behind with where they are now ahead in their journey, whether that's as a mom. I remember when I first had my daughter, I was struggling with like nursing her and the cover and, you know, all of the things. And I would see my friends who had kids that were like nine months, six months, you know, just whip it out and like handle the baby food and all this. And I was just like crying on the inside thinking like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, look how they do it so easily, but they had so many more months of practice than I had. And when I got to that point, I was, you know, more equipped to do it. So I think we just really shortchange ourselves in that too. And comparing our right now to somebody's path that's further along. Absolutely. I would look at my neighbor who had older kids and she just seemed so organized, you know, and we would show up to, she had a younger child too, but her younger child was my oldest child. Okay. Right. So she had three olders and like, she'd always come and had the perfect bag packed for the, you know, little one to have all the snacks and all the things. And I was just like, <laughs> we were so glad we just got there. You right, know, and, got they cry and I'm like, oh no, I don't think I have a diaper. What in the world? And, <laughs> um, but I was new to this mm-hmm. you know, juggling multiple kids and driving and all of that. And she was a pro she'd been doing mm-hmm. it for the longest time. And I just love one day. She's like, oh, you'll figure it out. You'll get your rhythm. And she said, you know, I've been doing this a while and I learned from someone else who gave me tips and tricks. And so she said, I'll tell you what I do. You just work with what works for you, right. throw away the rest. And then that next mom who's, you just give her the same advice. Yes. Like you're saying, and just that collaboration is so Yeah. Beautiful. It's like keep passing the baton mm-hmm. because like if, if you can be helpful and go, I don't know, this might not work for you, but this really works for me. Like even your podcast, it's so beautiful because you're telling people this might not be for everybody but this works for me. And maybe that one person takes it and goes, this was a game changer. That's what we should be for each other. Right. Absolutely. I think that really a great antidote for us when we have that comparison or we're finding ourselves competing with other 
moms, other people we work with, other people we see is contentment. So how do you think, how can moms be content where they are today in the, in the ordinary, in the season where they are right now? I think that's a really great question. And I think it's a hard question. Um, contentment, in my opinion, has a lot to do with your, um, in some ways, your spiritual maturity, mm. because I think we find ourselves content with who God made us to be and our circumstances that we find ourselves in. And um, it, it makes me think of two really drastic um, dinner stories. I'll tell you real quick. And yeah. I think it, I, when I was in college, I got married young. I got married at 21. So I was still in school and I was invited over to a coworker's house for dinner. And she did this elaborate dinner where she had lobster and all these things. And we were super broke, newly married, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like I felt I had to then invite her to my house, mm -hmm. my apartment, but I didn't know how to do that. I only knew how to make one thing when we got married and it was spaghetti because <laughs> um, my aunt was Italian and she taught me how to make homemade <laughs> spaghetti sauce. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to make what I know right. and tell them, you know, that's what we're going to do. And we ate on everyday dishes where at her house, we had Waterford crystal and it was just very, you know, very nice. And I learned at a very young age that when you offer your best or what you have, mm -hmm. it's enough. Mm -hmm. And, and people, when you're, then after that, we sort of set the tone that we don't have to outdo each other. Because mm -hmm. if I would have met her toe to toe and then like gone and bought prime rib and all the things we couldn't afford, mm -hmm. I just started playing the game I didn't want to play. Right. So then I was invited to a missionary uh, couple, their home, not too long after someone I had met in college through Young Life. And they had five children in a two bedroom apartment. And they invited us for dinner and I could tell it was all they could do to feed two extra people. Mm -hmm. Right. But the hospitality that was given to us, I really think came out of the contentment of who they were. Mm -hmm. So I think self-awareness is really important. Like talk to yourself, like, why is that triggering you mm -hmm. to want to compare or out-compete or whatever? What insecurity is that bringing about? So be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And That's really good. have some self-talk about that. And then again, don't, don't try and compete in a game that maybe you shouldn't be in. Now, if that's your joy and your love, and that's how you show people love, there's a really big difference between entertaining and yeah. hospitality. Yeah. So the meal that we had that was just full of like elaborate things didn't feel very hospitable because the person was so stressed out and trying to serve us. Mm -hmm. But the meal that was really simple and it was like takeout pizza mm -hmm. and homemade cookies felt like just a big hug because it was done with such love and you could feel that she was just so happy you were in her home. Mm. So I always think it's really important to be self-aware. Like, why do you do things versus, you know, what you think you should be doing? And that's where you find contentment is when you're really honest with yourself. That's really good. One of the things that has helped me too, that wisdom that came from other moms is just to honor your season where you are. And it, it relates to what you said about you couldn't afford the prime rib and the fancy dishes and all of that. And that's okay. So just honor where we are. And there are 
blessings in this season and let's not wish it away. Sometimes I think as moms, we do that. Like once the kids are walking, once the kids are this or that, and like, we just have all of these milestones, but then we look back and it's like, wow, what just happened? It feels like a blur. So just trying to honor and cherish the season you're in because seasons come and go and, and time passes. Well, and I can tell you as a mom with older kids, you know, I remember being in the grocery store I had three boys and they have lots of energy. I didn't have <laughs> quiet boys. I had like boys. And so they had lots of energy and they were like karate chopping each other. And one was crying and then the baby was crying. And I was like, get me out of here. Right. Would have rather had a, you know, root canal that day than the, <laughs> the grocery store. And this older, well-intended lady came out to me. She's like, oh, enjoy it now because I never see my children and they're all over the country. And, oh, I would trade a day with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure all of you, if you're a young mom with little kids, you can relate. Someone has said that to you. Right. Well, it's interesting because like Blink, hello, I am now that mom in the grocery store that sees the young mom struggling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I kind of would like to trade you today because like all my kids don't necessarily need me today. And it's a fun, it's a different, new, exciting chapter of our life. But it is so like, don't wish those things away. Enjoy each craziness that comes because you're always going to be their mom. So I still there, I'm needed just, but in a different way, you parent, but in a different way Mm -hmm. as they get older. And so embrace the awkward you know, mid, you know, grade school, middle school. Yeah, that's where I'm. <laughs> but embrace that because in some ways that's kind of the cruise control years. They can dress themselves. They brush their own teeth. Now, now they might need prodding on that, but they do <laughs> right. brush their teeth. And then teenagers can be so fun. Mm-hmm. Like enjoy the quirky, loud, you know, again, we had boys, so they ate us out of house and home. <laughs> And all of their friends and football players that came with that was a lot, but just embrace that. And then now that they're older, I'm embracing like who they're becoming as people and how we fit into the scheme of their life. And it's just really fun, but I think it's, you have to be intentional. Otherwise you'll, you'll just be dissatisfied all the time. Cause you're like, okay, when they're potty trained, it's all going to be better when they're all in school, when they get their driver's license, like when they go to college, whatever that is, then you miss out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think don't miss out. Yeah. That's so good. We miss out on the extraordinary parts of that as we're we're living it. Yeah. Sometimes. And having kids is like the greatest and hardest and wonderful and awful all at the same time, (laughs) right? right? Like (laughs) it's all that mix and jumble, but that's what life is. Like Mm -hmm. life is not all rosy Mm -hmm. and life is not all trying. Mm -hmm. It's just an amazing balance of the good and the bad and all of that. Right. That's a great segue to this next question I have for you. So sometimes the extraordinary things that God does isn't anything like we imagined. And it reminds me of one of my new favorite songs who was <laughs> written by someone that you know very well. And I've mentioned, recommended his song on the podcast. So Spencer's song, Good Thing. And oh, just talking you. about, you know, we, we thought something was going to go a certain way and it turns out differently. So how can we 
be open to what God might have for us without being consumed by worry or by fear. As moms, I think we can be really prone to those things. Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, thank you for um, highlighting that song. It's really beautiful. And not just because I'm his mother, but it is getting a lot of recognition. It's and so good. What I love about the song, so he always like plays songs for us after he writes them. So we hear it when it's not even produced. Mm -hmm. And um, I have to say the song just made me cry so mm -hmm. hard because it's his real life story, right? And the girl that he thought would, you know, one day be his wife, when well, you know how you're in love and high school and all the things and that didn't work out or how he went to school to play football and he got injured and had to have surgery that didn't work out. But what he says in the song is it's a good thing that it didn't work out um, because I wouldn't be where I am right now. It's a good thing that God closed the door because he wanted so much more. Like he went to give me so much more. And I think that is our faith piece. That is, um, I really rely heavily on my life verse, which is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it starts out saying, in all your ways, acknowledge him. First, it says, lean not on your own understanding. Okay, so that's very key. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And when I do that, because sometimes in my humanness, my mind goes, this isn't fair. This doesn't make sense. I, this is what I had planned, God. Like, hello, you're not listening to me. Right. This is what I thought it was going to be. Like, I, I worked so hard for that. And then you look back and you go, oh, you wanted to give me so much more, mm -hmm. right. so much more. And I think he's so, you can trust him. And I, I think I want all of um, your audience to know, like, he's good. God is good. Mm -hmm. And even we feel like and when it's bad, I just trust that, that he knows and that he'll direct your path, even if you just don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. And I think it's important for us during challenging times, like we've had over this past year to share again, just stories of good things that have come, things that just like Spencer's song that maybe we expected to be one way that turned out a differently, a different way, but they're still extraordinary things and they're better than we could have imagined. So I wanted to ask you if you would share, what have you seen God do this past year, whether that's through the ministry of mops or your family that can just encourage listeners again to be that reminder that even now in challenging times, God is still doing extraordinary things. Yeah, I have seen and witnessed beautiful and amazing things in the midst of a pandemic. And as you know, because you're on staff and we were able to hire you like mm -hmm. in, as this started. And what I have loved is this online community, this presence of being able to still connect with people. Mm -hmm. And I told everybody like nobody gets a COVID pass, right? Like you don't get to just like close your eyes, wake up and hope it's all over. Right. We have to do our best to be in it and work through it and get past it, right? So there's phases. And just when we think it's going to be all gone, then something else comes up. And so being able to adapt to that, we that's what we started to do at MOPS. And we have engaged more moms than I think we could have ever mm -hmm. done if we were just in our traditional settings, in church buildings. We've reached moms who could never come to MOPS before mm -hmm. uh, because they worked outside of their home or because... Mm -hmm. 
um, they just didn't have mops in their area. And now they're attending these online platforms and they're loving it and they're listening and learning and being nurtured and cared for. Mm -hmm. So I've seen what we thought was going to be somewhat disastrous turn into this beautiful community. And it's also really um, solidified the fact that we are a global ministry mm -hmm. because now I can talk to people uh, this morning, I talked to someone in Brazil and I talked to someone in Africa and in Maryland and you're in Arizona. Like I can talk to anybody. I talked to, you know, someone in Finland for Pete's sake. Wow. Like it's just crazy. <laughs> All today before I met you. Um, so that to me has been a really beautiful way. Like such a time as this, God has this out there for us to use. We just need to see it as a blessing and not as a curse. And I know it's hard yeah. and it gets old, but it's a blessing because if we were in this pandemic, even say 20 years ago, right. when It'd I was a little girl, totally it would be different. so, talk about feeling isolated. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the people in Texas right now. They're, they can't charge their phones. You know, right. we're talking as this ice storm is going on, right? And um I just look at it as a blessing. So I've seen God work in great ways. He's also opened doors in countries of people that we would have never been able to start mops groups with. And we're just being faithful and doing what we're doing. And I'm shocked and in awe almost monthly by who we get to meet with, who we get to talk to mm -hmm. and where in the world we're doing mops. Some of them, I can't even tell you it's top secret. Like we can't wow. say that that's where mops is. Mm -hmm. So that I've seen God be so faithful mm -hmm. to this ministry through our beautiful volunteers mm -hmm. and our staff. So, so the other story I want to share is personal. It's with my dad. He is my stepdad technically, but he's really my dad. Like he came into my life when I was eight and he's just this amazing, godly, kind man. And to be honest with you, I feel like I was adopted. And so that's why I felt like I knew I could love someone that we adopted because mm -hmm. I had felt that love. Mm -hmm. Well, he was diagnosed with cancer this year, uh, colon cancer. He has heart failure. He's 84. And they just said, you know what? He's not going to probably make it through surgery. Mm -hmm. So we would spend a lot of time with him and kind of preparing ourselves for that day. And not everybody who prays for health that happens, like sometimes the greatest healing is that God takes that person to heaven because then they're completely mm -hmm. healed. But because of he's not finished on this earth, he had surgery and he's really doing exceptionally well. And he wasn't even supposed to oh, make that's it. Awesome. So we took this trip in the fall together as a family and we have enjoyed life so much as siblings and with my parents in the last six months. I think than we have in the last six years. And it's just that perspective of like, you might not be with us much longer, you know, like when we talked earlier, we sort of wish things away or you just get mm -hmm. caught up in the everyday, but just having that perspective, like, man, I'm going to just like embrace this. And you know, I talk to him every day and he's just such a ray of sunshine. So this is bonus time. Love and that. we're going to enjoy the bonus time that God's given us. Yeah. And each day really is such a gift. And sometimes again, when we're just in that ordinary mundane, we don't see it that way. But I think this past year has taught us to step back and just be grateful for, for, for life, for what we have in this day. And that's all that we're promised. We're not promised tomorrow. Right. I, I've been 
this past year, just reminding myself through the Lord's prayer, like give us this day, our daily bread, and that we will rejoice in this day that the Lord has made. And Mm -hmm. just that reminder. So good. Yeah. It's a good way to look at things. And unfortunately, I'm, I, I too am a cancer survivor. So I think sometimes it takes these things to knock us off kilter Mm -hmm. and have our world be sort of tipped upside down for us to really like, I truly have enjoyed life so differently the past, it'll be 15 years Mm -hmm. this year because of that. And so in some ways it's really a gift. And for our family and my siblings, we're all very, you know, busy with all of our children and our things, but we've learned to make time for each other. And it's been such a precious gift and that came out of something really hard. Yeah, so so good. Such a good reminder. So Sherry, at the end of every episode, I like to ask some fun questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. Bring it on. All right. So what are you reading? watching or listening to these days? Ah, well, I am a huge book reader. That's my favorite thing. Since I was a little girl, I read tons of books. So I'm usually three or four books at a time. Okay. So I'm reading a nonfiction book right now, which is uh, Truths I Never Told You. Oh, and it's like killing my heart because it's a a mom dealing with postpartum depression. Okay. It's kind of mystery she finds letters from her mom that had dealt with it and there's a I'm not I'm only halfway there so there's a okay, mystery okay. Of what happened but it's just um it's made me really think about my friends who struggled with postpartum and like um just to maybe be more thoughtful and engaging with them because it is such a real thing and it happens more frequently than we realize mm-hmm. so it's that's a beautiful book Annie Downs just released her new book that sounds fun yes I haven't read it yet but I love the cover it's beautiful <laughs> it's beautiful and I'm only on chapter two and already every day that I read it I smile oh, she just fun. makes me smile um and so it's a fabulous book and then I'm reading the post-quarantine church because I always okay, am reading a leadership book. Mm-hmm. Um, as a leader, I feel like I need to always have a leadership book going. And then I decided this year I'm reading through the Psalms, but in the message version. Oh, okay. So that's kind of my reading repertoire. Like I'm it. not a big TV girl. So I pretty much watch whatever my husband watches, which is a <laughs> lot of sports. I can tell okay. you that. Okay. Um, and then I'm listening to the podcast, Annie Downs, love her podcast. I'm a huge um, Ellie Worthington fan. Yes, me too. Me too. Um, I, I love everything she puts out in the world. I think she's amazing. Um, Joe Saxton. Mm-hmm. I love Andy Stanley's leadership podcast mm-hmm. and then the Open Door Sisterhood podcast. Okay. It's also really, really good. So I usually listen and read, not so much watch. Watch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and for listeners, so I had Stacy on a previous episode, who, yes. my MOPS teammate as well. And she was on Annie Downs podcast. Yes. So I'll have to link that episode in the notes because that's a really fun episode. That would be to. fun. Mm-hmm. And then everybody who's listening to you, you have a great podcast and just a great way of uh, sharing really authentic things with your audience. And so uh, great job. It's an honor to get that with you today. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) 
what is your best soul or self-care tip for moms? Well, I'm going to tell you to breathe, Ooh, which that's sounds good. <laughs> that's good. like an interesting thing because you're like, all right, crazy lady, I breathe without <laughs> trying. That's how God made our bodies. But I don't think we really breathe. Mm. So I find myself like at sometimes like really holding in my tension when I've got a lot going on or so I, I've been very conscious of like when I'm watching my kids do something to just sort of breathe in the moment, mm. like take a physical breath of like mm -hmm. in through your nose, out through your mouth. And all of a sudden, I just enjoy the experience. Like when I get on a date night with my husband, mm -hmm. I sit down and I take a deep breath and I'm like, we're going to be here for maybe an hour and a half. I need to be really present mm -hmm. for him. So this like stopping to breathe has made me stop and be in the moment. And um, I have a friend who's a therapist, which is, you know, always kind of nice to have <laughs> right? a therapist. And um, she taught me that SEAL team breathing that you're, you know, this big deep breath in for five and then out for five. And her key also is to allow when you're breathing to maybe put in a piece of milk or dark chocolate at oh. some point during the day and then take a deep breath and it's just like, and then just really enjoy the taste okay. or your first sip of coffee, enjoy the taste instead of like, I'm gonna drink my coffee and get on with the world. She's like, we don't stop and breathe and mm -hmm. stop and enjoy like the small sips or the small tastes of things. So that's self-care in little it bites. Is. I, I like that a lot. Yesterday, I just had a lot that I um, wanted to check off on my list and I was sitting here and I, I felt my breath was like short that I was just kind of like, you know, what am I going to do next? What's the next thing? And you're right. Just like a deep breath, like a pause to just recalibrate is so helpful. <laughs> and I remember when my kids were little, sometimes with, you know, them, like we were all frustrated at each other. And I said a few times, let's take a deep breath together and made it something that we did together. And it yeah. just kind of helped regroup. <laughs> I have one more thing. I think with regard to that is allowing yourself to believe this truth. Um, and again, this is from my sweet therapy friend. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple. So this was a gentleman and he said to me, okay, Sherry, when you do something, what do you give to it? And I was like, very proudly, 110%. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Do you mm -hmm. take time to stop and breathe? And I was like, well, I'm breathing. You know, I just mm -hmm. didn't understand that concept. Mm -hmm. And then he said, I want you to start thinking of it this way. 90% is still an A. Mm -hmm guess what? A B is still above average and it's okay to be average at something too. So yeah. when you talk about the perfectionist mothering, mm -hmm. and this is a lot of your audience is doing that, that gave me permission. That was 15 years ago. And it gave me permission to breathe and to start looking at like, I don't need to go that extra mile and drive myself. And may I add everyone around me <laughs> crazy? Right. And so I try and live by that rule that 90% is still an A. And while you're doing that, like breathe in the moments that you get while you're here. I love that. That resonates with me so much because I, yeah, to me, I always wanted that A or A plus, but you're right. A 90 is still, it's still an A and it's still a good effort. Even 
even a B is above yes. average. That's such a good reminder. And I think as moms, again, we want to be the best. We want to be this perfect mom, but when we just breathe and realize there's no such thing as a perfect mom, right? but we can be a good mom. We can still pursue being a good mom, but it doesn't have to be perfect or we don't have to be an overachiever about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Good. Sherry, what is God teaching you in this season? To trust his timing, because I think um, along with that, you know, driving towards perfection, it's always like, well, it has to happen by Friday at three o'clock because, you know, that's what I thought in my mind. Mm -hmm. And knowing that sometimes um, when we talked about the song earlier, like a good thing might mean that's not for you right now. Mm-hmm. And there might be disappointment with that. I mean, I think we've all in this season uh, been learning things that we plan and it gets postponed or we plan and it gets canceled mm-hmm. or we plan and it's just not quite what we thought it was going to be. So we've been living with a lot of disappointment. And so I've learned that there's just a lot of disappointment, but it's all what we make it. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to express out loud or to cry about it or to say, I'm frustrated, I'm disappointed, and I just need to sit in that for a second. Mm -hmm. But it's not okay to um, wallow in it. Mm -hmm. So I've learned that to trust his timing. And I've learned that I can do hard things. I just moved from the suburbs to the city. I'm living (laughs) in a high rise in Nashville, Tennessee. And it's a hard thing to like move and get all that Mm -hmm. going. And it's just my husband and I, in an apartment, like Mm -hmm. when we were first married. So it's a whole new learning of things and, um, it's hard, but guess what? I can do hard things. Right. Right. I think every mom needs that reminder that, (laughs) that we can do those hard things and we can cheer each other on in the process. I think it's really important too. Yes. Sherry, where can people connect with you if they want to find you? Well, I love Instagram. I'm a huge um, fan of that platform because I think it's just fun. Now, some people will say, oh, it's your Instagram, you know, life, not your real life. And some of that is true, but I also think I get a lot of inspiration. I love um, getting messages from people. And so I'm on Facebook as Sherry Crandall, also Instagram as Sherry Crandall. And I also have a website, sherrycrandall.com. So I am very welcome to um, meeting new friends and having new people to connect with. So I'd love for you to connect with me. Awesome. Well, I will link your links in the show notes. And I, I really believe that like one of the biggest blessings for me out of the past year has been connecting with people online. Mm-hmm. And like you said, even though like sometimes it's like, oh, I don't, you know, everything's online now. I want things to be in person, but we still can connect with people and meet new friends online. You and I met online through yes. called creative. So it's just been really special to do that. So. When I think about my blessings this year and the new people in my life or some of the most fun things I've got to do at MOPS, it's all been online. Mm-hmm. And you're definitely one of those. I mean, we got to connect. You can develop very amazing work connections, deep friendships, um, just by the start of connecting with someone online. So don't be afraid to do that. You know, keep, keep reaching and putting yourself out there. I think it's good. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Sherry, so much for sharing with us. It's been awesome to have you.
Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Would you do me a favor and help me get the word out about the Perfectionist Guide to Mothering? I'd be so appreciative if as you listen, you take a screenshot, post it to social media, and tag me. You can also rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening so that other moms can find it. Looking forward to being with you next time.